0: And, uh, and so we're going to pick it up where he left off last week. And um, I know, uh, I hope you've picked up the, the takeaways from chapter 8. We're going we're gonna to pick up um, at, uh, well, we'll just do a, just a little bit of review with verses uh, 9 and 10, and then really uh, dive in at verse 12. Um, as you know... Uh, Isaiah is speaking to King Ahaz and he is uh, he's giving the Lord's instruction to Ahaz and letting him know that that God will in, tr- in truth deliver Judah if Ahaz will simply trust the Lord to do that. But Isaiah has already set his plans in his head. Uh, he knows that, the northern kingdom of Israel has allied with Syria and they're they are they're coming for him. So he has devised a plan in his head to reach out to the king of Assyria to ally with him to bring defeat to uh, the northern kingdom of Israel and Syria. Uh, the only trouble is that... Um, what Isaiah points out is that, indeed, Assyria may come and, and uh, destroy Syria, which, indeed, that does happen, but they don't stop there. They keep coming, and they are going to, they are going to rush in and take over even Judah. And Ahaz has already given up the treasures of the temple to the king of Assyria. And um, so Isaiah is, is, is pleading with Ahaz. The Lord is pleading with Ahaz through Isaiah that he would simply trust him. Um, um, we know that, that um, this... This confrontation was an appeal to Ahaz's very personal faith. We see that in chapter 7. Uh, but Ahaz refuses to trust the Lord and instead relies on his military alliances. And, and uh, the consequence is very clear. Here in verses 9 and 10, it is clear that God has, is saying, all right, you've reached the end. There is going to be certain destruction. And um, verses 9 and 10 actually point to God's defense and rescue of the remnant that he has promised to preserve. Remember, at the beginning of this chapter, um, or excuse me, the beginning of chapter 7, um the lord told isaiah to name his son a very specific name do you remember what that name was i'm sure it's right on the tip of your tongue right yeah shear jeshub is the name of his first son and it means a remnant shall return and that is god's uh, god's promise here now um that's, that's what is spoken of here in, in 9 and 10. Be broken, O peoples, and be shattered. Give ear all remote places of the earth. Gird yourselves, yet be shattered. Gird yourselves, yet be shattered. Did you get that? Gird yourselves, yet be shattered. And if you didn't get it, let me say it one more time. Gird yourselves, and yet be shattered. You can put all your armor on but you're still going to experience being shattered. This is the word of the Lord for the nations around. Devise a plan. You can can think of the best ideas, and it will be thwarted. State a proposal, but it will not stand. For God is with us. And God is with us is that name the name above all names, Emmanuel, God who is with us. And that is the promise to the remnant, uh, those that, that God will preserve, even in the midst of the destruction of Judah. Now, verse 11, for thus the Lord spoke to me with mighty power, and instructed me not to walk in the way of his people, saying, you are not to say, it is a conspiracy. In regard to all that this people call a conspiracy, you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. Note that this is a very personal word, a very personal word spoken to Isaiah And it's followed by some imperatives. Um, Verse 11, the Lord spoke to me with mighty power. Um, Remember the scene in chapter 6 where Isaiah receives his calling of the Lord. And there in chapter 6, we see God in all of his holiness. And Isaiah is struck He's, he's dumbstruck in a, in a lot of ways, and is clear in saying, "I I'm not worthy to be here. I I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in a in a among a people of unclean lips." But what does the Lord do? He comes. He sends one of his cherubs to cleanse Isaiah, and then Isaiah he overhears God from the throne saying, "Who will go first? and Isaiah says I'll go that's the the report of this awesome word of the Lord in Isaiah's life and here we see it kind of showing up again God in all of his holiness for thus says the Lord spoke to me with mighty power now mighty power is rooted and connected with God's holiness. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Now, he gives instructions here. Do not, do not walk in the way, in the lifestyle, the characteristics of, of the, the thought and the conduct of, quote unquote, this people. And who is this people? Well, this people are those who are, are wandering around in fear. Do not say it is a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not dread what they dread. It's interesting that um, this, uh, this is what distinguishes God's people from the way of, quote unquote, this people, the nations that are coming against Judah. Not, not walking in the way or the characteristics of those people. In other words, walking in obedience to God. And not following after the, 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 uh, the popular way of thinking about various things. This is a conspiracy. Um, and not fearing, not dreading what they fear not dreading what they dread. In other words, even in the midst of all of that, God's people are at peace. There's a lack of anxiety there. Um, All around them, there was fear of circumstances. But in their hearts and in their fellowship, the remnant of God's people is to experience an oasis of peace. In their heart and in their fellowship. In their heart within themselves and in their community. That marks the people of God. Um, And I have to stop and say, do we see any parallel with today? I mean, it's curious to me that we are facing this overwhelming pandemic of fear. That seems to be more um, more potent, more viral than the virus itself. I, I'm sure you've heard of it and maybe you ran into it. The run on toilet paper of all things. Who would have thought that? That's craziness. I happened to darken the door of... Uh, of uh, Costco last evening and uh, somebody said to me uh, they were coming around the corner and I was going the opposite direction back to the back of the store and they said if you're going for toilet paper don't waste your time. You know uh, it's it's, it's mind boggling to me that, that fear does such dare I say it stupid Things to us, and we fall for it. And this idea of God's people being at peace in the midst of rampant fear is part of who we're called to be. Um, so, our personal takeaways from this, this uh, little section God's people are marked by their faith in God as expressed in. Number one, simple obedience to God. Simple obedience. Um, Doing what God says to do. How he says to do it. Number two, God's people are marked by uh, by their faith in God as expressed in the fact that they are able to think independently. They are not... um, They're not sucked into group think or the herd mentality. They think independently from God's perspective. And the third thing that marks the people of God and their faith in the Lord is their lack of anxiety regarding, regarding circumstances that they are in. And their, their, their peace, their sense of shalom, which is wholeness. It's not just lack of anxiety. It's a f- sense of fullness and wholeness, prosperity even. That sense is rooted in their faith in God. God is indeed. I love the fact that Pat said, I'm saying these things not because it's just it's just what worship leaders do. I'm saying these things because I believe it at the core of my being. You see, it is... The faith in God. God is who He says He is. He will do what He says He will do. Signed, sealed, delivered, stamped, done. Discussion over, and we don't need to be wrapped up in fear as a result. Now, these prohibitions, that that uh, these do nots that He gives do not walk in the way of this people, do not say it's a conspiracy, do not fear what they fear, do not dread what they dread, is followed by a volition. Okay, what is a volition? We have a prohibition, that means do not, and we have a volition, which means do this instead. And it's in verse 13 in the first part of verse 14 it is the lord of hosts whom you must regard as holy and he shall be your fear he shall be your dread then he shall become a sanctuary